Menachem made a seum on Marcus. Where's Menachem? Mazel Tov, Menachem. That was stunning last night. One of the things I didn't say on Menachem, one is I didn't say on Menachem that could have been spoken a lot about is Ayin Toiv. We made a positive eye and a good view of people. There was a time. There was a time we were driving in the car. We were driving in the car. Menachem was talking a lot about the enneagram in the car. We were driving to New York, and I honestly—he's—he's—he's—he's he's, 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 he's extremely smart. I feel what holds him back in being a mamish abaki in the enneagram is he has such an ayin toiv. You're not good at seeing flaws in people. You're good at everything. Menachem could do it all. He's very bad at seeing flaws in people. Tremendous ayin toiv. That's a special mile that Menachem has amongst many, many miles. Tremendous ayin toiv. He sees positive in people, real. The It's funny, in life, in life we always talk about that he's giving his parents nachas, he's giving his rebbeim nachas. We always talk about a person making others happy. The best thing is when you give yourself nachas. I'm so freed with what I am. That's the source of Menachem's ayin toiv. I discussed many times that to be an ayin toiv, you have to be sameach bechelkoi. So an ayin toiv is a very, very good sign that a person is so with himself. That I'm happy with myself, which is massively important. Much, much more important when, it, when, when somebody's steiging and really things are just clicking in every area of Avodah Hashem. So we talk about his parents have such nachas, his rebbe, his yeshiva, his grandparents. The, 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 the biggest thing is he has nachas. He himself feels and senses and knows that he's doing well. That, that sense of I know I'm doing well, that understanding allows a person to be an ayin toiv, to see others in a tremendous eye. But I want to say on this last Gemara that Menachem read that everybody knows the story. You've heard it at a million siyumim. And Be'ez Hashem, you'll hear it at many more siyumim, at your own and others. Everybody knows the story very, very quickly is that Rabbi Kiva and his friends are walking and they see a shual coming out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Now you have to visualize. I, feel, I apologize to use this muscle, but I need a visual that makes it sad. Could you picture you walk by Arbeis Medrash, this place that we revere, and you come back, chas v'shalm, chas v'shalm. But let's say we move to this beautiful, sprawling campus. And then somehow you see this as an abandoned, broken building room. It would be, it would be heart wrenching to see it like that. The place we stag, the place we celebrated. Such last night's scene was otherworldly. The place the Rosh Yisrael, the things he was telling me, and he's a person extremely careful with his words. He was going on and on, just on and on. Beautiful, beautiful. He said to me a line: If you think like it's not his style. He said, I didn't see one thing inappropriate. This was all perfect. That's what he said to me last night. In case, he's, in case he thought we were self-conscious, that's what he said. He just was the shtoimim. He said, I'm mechanic what goes on here. I'm jealous of what goes on here. And he's a person who measures. He was one of the Rosh Hashims. He's a very, very big person. He loved the oil and what he saw in the guys. Amazing. This room, if you would walk by Chas and it would be broken.
broken down, the yeshiva would be in a different location. It would, the, the, we'd, have, we'd have pain, painful feelings. Rabbi Kiva and his friends walk by the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the holiest place on earth. That only the Kayin Gadol could go in there and only under certain conditions. And if he's not worthy, he dies from walking into that room. And they pass by this holy place and they see a shual, a fax in the Kayish Kadashim, and they start crying. And Rabbi Kiva's laughing. So, they, so Rabbi Kiva says to them, Why are you crying? They say to Rebekiva, why are you laughing? He says, why are you crying? Why are you crying? So they say, why are we crying? Mocking the place that it says about it. Hazara Karav Yumas. Now Shualim Holchum, we shouldn't cry? Now I want, I'm going to get to his question. You know, even if he has a pshat, Rabbi Kiva, you, you know, you have a nice, cute reason you laugh, but you ask them why they're crying. He's so convinced his way of seeing it. He says, why are you crying? I want to get to that. They say back, why are you laughing? And he says, as a pasuk, which Hashem says, I have two Adam, I have two witnesses that are going to testify. I have two Nevi'im. Witnesses on Nevi'im that are going to testify. And then Hashem speaks about two Nevi'im who are misnave, who say nevuah about two different time periods. And Hashem somehow links one's misnave about the Chorban, Tzioin Sadat Techarish, Tzioin, Eretz Yisrael is going to be like a plowed field, is a nevuah about Chorban Beis Amigdash. And then there's another nevuah years later on about the rebuilding of the third Beis Amigdash. One was a nevuah about Chorban Bayesheni, Tzioin Sadat Techarish, Eretz Yisrael is going to be like a plowed field. And one was a nevuah about Binyan Beis Amigdash in the third base Amigdash, Oy Yesh was Kain was Kainis Yushalayim. It's yet gonna dwell old men and old ladies in the streets of Yushalayim. The streets are going to be full and little Jewish boys and girls are going to be playing a beautiful scene of a vibrant streets of Yerushalayim describing that the streets are going to be a buzz. Old men and old ladies walking the street. Youngsters playing on the streets. A beautiful, vibrant Yerushalayim it describes. And for some reason, Hashem says, I'm going to put two Edim that are going to testify to you. And it links these two Nevoas. Yaakov asks the Gemara, what Shaykhis do these two Nevoas? One is a Nevoa about Chorban Bayesheni, and one is a Nevoa about Binyan Bayeshlishi. Why does Hashem link these two Nevoas, Yaakov? Says Rabbi Kiva, the pshat is as follows: When I, I was always worried the nevuah about the binyan bayishlishi wouldn't happen. I was worried that nevuah wouldn't happen. But when I saw churban bayishani, so I saw that nevuah is true. So I know this nevuah is going to be true. That's why I'm so happy. And they somehow hear Rabbi Kiva saying, and they say, "Nichamtani, you've comforted us." So, firstly, I told Yaakov and Avi last night that I heard Rabbi Nissen Kaplan ask, and anybody who learns this Gemara, I'm sure Menachem Glazer was bothered by it. Rabbi Kiva says he's not sure if who is going to come true. <laughs> it's a Navi, Rabbi Yisai. Nevi'im are the messengers of Hashem. A Navi says something, it's coming true. And Rabbi Kiva says, Ani misyari. I was worried it wouldn't come true. He didn't have, he didn't have a Muna problems. Chas Rabbi Kiva. <laughs> the Kiva says, I was nervous. When I saw that, it will come true. 
Zevi. Navi is a Navi, is a message from Hashem. Of course, he trusts the Navi. We know these are Nevi'im. They have they have halachas. How we know a good Navi? Every one of our Nevi'im that's mentioned in the every one of Nevi'im that's mentioned in the in the Nevi'im and Suvim we know is validated. They're rules. It's a sugya. How we know a Navi is a Navi? Emsan of Shek, but they're rules. Rabbi Kiva was well aware of the rules. We know already that anybody listening to Nevi'im passed the tests. You have to learn the Rambam. You study what makes a Navi a Navi Emes. But then Nevi'im. Yemes, and the Bikiva heard then of who I'm not sure it's going to come true. What the Mice? Listen to this Pshat Menach. It's going to rock your world. Yaakov, you want to hear this Pshat Menach? I'm telling you, you want to hear this. So, what do you mean I'm worried it might not come true? So, he brought a Gemara that when the Navi says a good thing's going to happen, it has to happen. It, no matter what's done after, if a Navi predicts something good, has to happen. A bad Navua, the rule is if you do Tshuva, it doesn't happen. Hashem sends Yainat to say Ninveh is going to be destroyed. It only happens. How do you know this? You learned this? You learned this? A bad Nevoa doesn't have to come true. If you do Tshuva, what's a Gemara? I don't remember where the Gemara is right now. Rabbi Nisra Kappa quoted Gemara. A good Nevoa has to come true. A bad Nevoa, if you do Tshuva, Abla, it doesn't come true. What's the halacha if a Navi says to a guy, you're going to break your foot to this guy, but then you're going to win the lottery and win $50 million? Could it be that he won't win the money? Because the bad, the good Navu was predicated on something bad. The good Navu was predicated. So then maybe it doesn't have to happen. That's where Kiva was nervous. Because it spoke about a binion by Yeshlishi that's going to be unbelievably glorious. But it first said about a herb by Yeshani. So he said, I was always nervous. We would never get that good thing. It's possible not to get since it's predicated on a bad thing. So maybe it won't come. Bad Nevoah, so we do tshuva, never comes. I thought we'd be stuck. The second base of English was not that glorious. It was good. It was not epic. We had a lot of problems and turmoil. So I thought we would never get to that Nevoah, even though a good Nevoah has to happen, but it's predicated on something bad. But once the bad thing happened, now it's only a good Nevoah. So now I know for sure it's going to happen. <laughs> So Mr. Kaplan said, oh, he quoted, I don't remember who he quoted, a Goyne Shabshat. But that's not what I want to say. What I want to say, is that amazing, Menach? You have the Pshat? Amazing. So, what I, Yaakov, what I want to say is, what's Rabbi Kiva saying? Rabbi Kiva gets up and he laughs. Lemais, it's tragic. Not only does he laugh, he, Menachem, he's bothered that why are you guys crying? He asks them, Akasha, why are you crying? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Be real, but why you cry? You know, you have this cheshvin, this pilpul. He asks, why are you crying? You have the, you found something positive, Kiva. You have an eye in toy, it's a good thing. There are people that are always positive. That's an amazing thing. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. A lady spoke to the ladies of the community last night. She spoke about seeing the positive, being positive, accepting situations for what they are, and doing amazing stuff. She's a, this incredible lady from Mexico came and spoke here, who's doing incredible things. And she spoke. So I understand the Bikiva, I'm, I'm awed to Bikiva. That in the, you're seeing Chorban Beis everybody's crying. They can't, they can't catch their breath. They're so sad. And, and you found something good. That's not what he says. He says to them, why are you crying? 
Why in Prague you have a nice stickle tire? Like, don't you know if it's bad? I found like, come on, come on. You know, you found like a stickle, a nice shot. We liked it. But it's so, it's true, it's true. But it's still, even with this, it's so sad. It's true. Okay, so we'll get with promise and a long time. It's been a long, it's been a long ride, guys. It didn't happen yet. Oh, Yeshua's kainos, It's a long ride. There's a lot to cry about. He says, why are you crying? Always, even after I talk, by the way, I promise you it bothers me. Why are you crying? Rekiva, you want to have a shtickle to you laughing? Don't ask back why you're crying. You know why they're crying. It bothers me. Why are you crying? You be, you know, you're being, I know, but it's so sad. Uh, what Menachem and Yehuda says, I believe, is the Pshat. Rabbi Kiva, like Yehuda's saying, that was brilliant rap last night. Words, everything. <laughs> but what Yehuda's saying, what Yehuda and Menachem are saying, you guys make me look terrible, by the way. You make me look terrible. You, you make me look bad. You're all, you, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You make me look bad. I'll tell you why you make me look bad. Why are you crying? <laughs> they make me look horrible. And it's, it's really a problem. Because Messiah, we've never had this many B'nai Ali in the yeshiva history. Now the Chsarn having so many B'nai Ali I try to be very accurate at the Siyumim to speak. I don't like saying bluff. I want to say the truth. The word is all you get. If your word is garbage, then you're not left with much. You know, you're nothing. You just say whatever you want. A word is precious. Without you lose your word, you have nothing. Words are everything. Hashem Omar Vayehi said and created the world. And with our words is our power. Kol Kol Yaakov. Our words are what we get. We daven, we learn. If your words are polluted, if you say bad words and ugly words, Words, you're gone. The first thing we request after Shmanesa, please protect us. This is my power. We search Hashem This is our power. Lemaisa words, I try to be accurate. You make me look bad. There's so many Masmidim when I go crazy about each guy nightly and this this many guys. If there's a couple of guys to go crazy about, it's okay. He's, he's speaking about the Mitsuyanim. When you speak about so many guys, so and there's so much good to say, if Pasha people say, Really? Every night? The answer, yeah, every night. Unbelievable. The the amount of B'nai Torah, the amount of sincerity and asmada and good midas is epic, is wild. So continue to make people look bad that they have to speak so good about so many. Please continue to make people look bad. It look, you look like you're not being truthful. Amazing. You know when we had this? When Merkaz Torah came, we were telling the guys, we were telling them about 30 guys before we, it was clear who's going where. So tell every guy, yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they met. They said, mm-hmm. <laughs> "So, yeah, but a back to this is that." Bail me out. <laughs> what were you just saying? So says Menachem and Yehuda. Says Menachem and Yehuda. Rabbi Kiva was saying Yaakov. Rabbi Kiva did find a good thing that there was Nevua that was pending. The pshat is brilliant and interesting. For sure, I'm convinced. I don't know exactly how this works. For sure, Rabbi Kiva deeper was saying. 
is that in the Churban I see construction. What others see as destruction, I see as construction. Rabbi Kiva was saying, Hashem loves us like Meshuggah. If he took the base Amigdash down, there was some construction going on. There's a Gemara in a Durham. The Gemara contrasts elders and youngsters. And it says young people, it says about young people, it says that the building of young people is destructive. I'm going to give a marshal, I want you all to hear this. It says the building of young people is destructive, the destruction of old people is, is constructive. You hear the words? Get the words. Binyan Yeladim Stira, the building of young, immature people's destruction. I'm going to give you a marshal. And the construction and the destruction of old people is construction. Yaka, I want you to memorize. It's a line to remember for life. The, it's a Gemara Nadarim. Nadarim, tractate of vows. You want the exact app? I'll give you the daf in a second. Is it anywhere else? Chav Gimel, no. The, Bring in a dar, Masha. Bring the dar. Is it anywhere else? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yaakov. Yaakov, the Gemara says, Binyan, Zkain, Binyan Yeladim Stira. The building of Yeladim is destruction. And Stira Zkain, the destruction of elders, Binyan is building. Do you have it from somewhere else? Yeah, that's what I look in the Sarah We'll check. He might be right. I don't know where.
Yaakov, I want you to hear this Gemara. I want to give you a mushal to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Menachem, and listen to this, Avi. It's an important rule. If a child says, a youngster says, build, and older people say, destroy, listen to the elders, don't listen to the kid, the construction of youngsters is destruction, and the destruction of elders is construction. That is what the Gemara, a remarkable statement to the Gemara. Lemashal, Lemashal. If you see a kid who's struggling in some way and you load on him more, you might even push him in certain ways that make him look firmer. So it looks like Binyan. Oh, look at him now. The Binyan of youngsters, of immature people's destruction. What looked like construction, hey, he looks so much better. But if it's not making him internally more comfortable and more successful, the Binyan of Yeladim is destruction. What looks like country. Somebody once asked me in the yeshiva, do you have to go down before you, before you climb? I said, no. I don't, I don't think for a second. Things that might look to you like stereo, it's true, it hasn't always had, if you call that going down. It could be there's something temporarily that has to be done in order a certain thing that may look like stereo, but stereo has to cane and binion. When it's done al piyatayra, what looks like destruction is construction. What looks like construction often is destruction. That is this amazing Gemara. So I think when Rikiva saw destruction, he saw construction. He saw a binion base. It's not shad. It can't be just like a cute some chazal. Well, now that this happened, he means and Hashem linked them. It has to be deep. 
Hashem said, I have two witnesses. Hashem put these two together. Why did Hashem put in a, a nevuah on destruction together with a nevuah construction? Nothing could be further apart. Why did God say these are two witnesses? Two witnesses who testified together. One's a, a testimony of destruction, Chorben Vesamigdash. One's a beautiful testimony of construction, a binyan by Why are they linked? Because they're both constructive. Because they're both busy with building. So Rikiva saw Chorben Bayis, he saw construction, he had eyes to see. He saw construction, just the good eyes, to the point that he said, Why are you guys crying? Don't you see Hashem building? It's true, it's painful, but he's, I see building, I see what's going I see construction going on here. I see a building going on. Hashem's building something gorgeous that's necessary to do. Why are you crying? Now certainly the cry over the Chatayim, but the Shualim in the Beis Amigdash, I see construction going on. Something of that nature is what Rabbi Kiva is saying. What? I think there's Pshat. I think so. I think there's Pshat. To me, something like that, he asks why you're crying, has to be that in destruction, he saw construction. He saw a building going on. Bederech, the Gemara, that Yehuda taught us, Laman Al-Fabiz and Eli Goldberg and Megillah, that the destruction of Zikainim is Binyan. The destruction of elders is really construction. He saw the construction. So he said, you're building. So what changed what? He saw construction. He saw that because it's for our benefit and it's helping out, he saw construction. Somehow the Einish is necessary for our Chatoim. He certainly cried at our Chatoim. But the destruction, he saw construction. He saw what was happening. He saw what was being built. The analogy I would give is a child does a normal thing to do wrong or something he does naughty and you see the patch. You see, the, yeah, the patch is going to create the bentayu. Relax. The patch is not to cry about. You see, the patch is going to create the bentayu. Rabbi Sai, I want you to remember, don't be liberal on your own children one day. This is an aside, Menachem. Menachem, the problem in our dirt, guys, sometimes guys respond to the system. We're, we're at a scary period. I want you one day to patch your kids, Menachem. Not in the face and not out of anger. Don't be a liberal guy. That's not the problem. Don't be overly liberal. You give a patch in the hand. You don't give a patch. You don't have to patch a good yell. Don't be liberal. It's bedtime to sleep, no games tough though, you have to quote up the problem and the kids say, I hate you, you hate me you always, to bed now, now and if they continually disobey put patch on the hand no question about it nice patch, don't be overly liberal when you're a parent, don't fall for what society is giving, I'm very concerned with the liberalism, it's time parents, what do I do, my kids out late you better get home Better. Does not what you're gonna do. You don't. You, we're not you, your parents. You don't have to say if you do. Then blah, blah. he better. Eleven thirty. Whatever time you make up, and he better be home. Don't be liberal one day, Menachem. You be a parent. Don't book out on your kids. Tough, firm. All we've learned in yeshiva is also have a close connection. 
It's not a steer if you think you have a close connection and not be a parent shame on you. Why shouldn't a dad be a dad? An ab should be an ab. Don't book out on your family. Be a father. Have a close, close connection who also is firm. There's no question to have that side. The destruction of elders is construction. Your patch will be as loving as a hug. I always laugh when I suspend Bachram, parents freak. No, no, you have no idea the last time you guys I'm like, please, the suspension is the same as a kiss. No, last time he got suspended, he never became from it. It's not doing anything. Not doing anything. There's a kiss, there's a suspension. They're equal love. Don't be afraid. Surely don't be afraid with your kids. Be close to everyone, best friends, and then be firm. Make sure very firm. Bedtime is firm, and things are firm for certain on, on, on 90% of kids. You have to see if a kid's an exception with Chachma. You talk to everything with Chachma. A lot of your wisdom is going to go when you're an adult, when, you, when you're not an adult, when you're a father, into spending time thinking about what's necessary. But don't be liberal. Binions, you love them. What kids build is destructive. The parent who thinks they're building, they give the kid a big hug, he's in trouble. Excuse me? We're not going to tolerate that. Be firm. I'm so concerned with the liberal cycles that are going on that people say, and what I know you're against, what are you, you're not right. Parents will say, I know you're against being tough, what are you talking about? Somehow, because we speak about having a connection, being close to your child, being involved in his world, understanding his world, being with him, really getting him, having a close, open, healthy relationship, some that's associated, don't be tough, it has nothing to do with anything. It's like almost chemical. If you can't be tough with your kid, something's wrong. That's like, if you're walking on eggshells, be tough. And then be loving and close and involved. And don't worry when the kid blurts out, we all said it to our parents, we didn't minute. Hey, you hate me. You They love you. They put you to bed on time. Doesn't mean they hate you. They love you. Don't be sensitive. Don't be insecure. Don't apologize. Get him to bed. Zevi, right to bed. Menachem, you tell Zevi, right to bed. You're not into this liberal stuff, Menachem, right? You have to be tough. A parent. Your kid gets home in time, there's no no games. But then you're extremely close, you get him. Yeah, never in the face. Don't touch his face. Never in the face? Don't touch the face. Don't touch his face. What? Don't touch his face. Don't touch a kid's ever, 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 ever. Never in the face. Don't touch a kid's face. His hand, you get one, once every couple of years. Every kid should at least get one smack from you. Yeah, not a good smack in the hand. The better than the smack. The smack is soft. You have to develop a very good, tough look. If you, give it, if you do it well the first time, you'll do it well just now. What? Then you need to go Good yell, knock it off. Why would it? People listen. I like that. People listen. With Chachma. Everything with Chachma. With Chachma. Everything with Chachma. If you're close to your child, you're with him, you understand him, you'll, you'll know. If he's constantly not listening, you're not giving the right direction.
directives, people like leaders. If your 15 year old's not listening to you, you don't understand them. You know, of course, if, I, I've never seen a 15 year old in the world doesn't listen. There's no such thing. But I'm perfect. But kids listen, of course, kids listen. If, if you're off mark and you don't know him, you don't understand him, your directives make no sense, make sure it's appropriate for the kids. Kids follow. Everybody likes a leader. We always like a leader. People listen. Everybody wants a parent. Everybody wants a parent. Dr. Pelkowitz, who might be one of, one of the smarter psychologists around, Dr. Pelkowitz wrote that the angriest kid he ever saw in his life, and he said, I've seen angry people. The angriest kid was angry because his parents never acted as parents. They never gave him directives. They never were tough. He's the angriest kid. He's right. It's not that it sounds to somebody who's like, oh, come on. It's true. He never had parents. Never. You have two kids, and one guy's parent makes him home at 11. Another guy could be out to 5 in the morning. One's a yes, and one's not. They only say, the, the guy who's home at 11 says, Ah, oh, my parents. Inside, he's like, thank you, mom. I promise inside, he's very thankful. And the guy's out to 5. My parents are great. They let me do what I want. He's miserable. It's, it's a shame. He's a yasem. He has no parents. He has no relationship. They can't get him home until what's wrong with him? Sad, it's tragic. He obviously has a very insecure relationship, very unhealthy. Why is no, there's no adult in his life? You see that kid who functions like he has no adult in his life. Nebuch on him. Nebuch, nebuch, nebuch. I'm going to point out a guy, you could ask Srili, we've spoken as many times, Srili's father was always on the matzav. Even at a time he would say it's annoying, today he's best, he announced that he's him, my father's my best friend. Even at a time you're younger and you say it's so annoying, deep down you're like, I love my parents. You know it. We say things, so we know it, and we know they love us, and it's done smartly. Too much being intelligent, getting it, really getting it, knowing the place. Of course you act like parents. It's like silly not to act like The I think I hit every one of my kids once in their life. I hope so. I think I missed one of them. I didn't hit really yet. I still have to what? Till 11 or 12, then you can't hit again. What? But even then, once or twice in the life. Till 11 or 12, what? After 11 or 12, you can't hit a kid anymore. After 11, 11, 12, you can't, you can't even hit on the hands of the dog. Did you ever get patched? What about your parents? What? It doesn't need to be hard. Just that you're patched and you never patch. You give the look. The kid will cry for a little while. Don't apologize. Don't patch Okay. Don't touch the face. Just kiss the face. Is just for kissing. From young ages, you never let your kid patch your mother or father. Never. A kid patch you physically hold it down. From young ages, today there's like a ruach. A kid hits his parents. From young ages, you never let it. 
but it's not about so parents always, what do I do? What punishment? You don't need that. That doesn't sound like a parent. That sounds like a teacher. A parent is just not doing it. Just make sure if he does it, you hold his hands down. You're not doing that. Yingle, that we don't do. Does it? Yingle, that we don't do. You stop him, stop him, stop him. You keep stopping. That we don't do. That we don't do. Well, you hold softly. You hold the hand softly. We don't hit him like that. I'm talking about angry little kids at four today. Kid gets angry, mommy. You hold down then softly. Say we don't hit a mother. Very serious. Does it again? We don't hit a mother. Does it again? We don't hit. Very serious. No, no, that we don't do. Very serious. That's that's firm. The kid can hit a kid. Today is so much. There's so much in the air. It's bushing in the air. Kids from very young ages hit parents. Uh, this is true. That 30 years ago it was unheard of. Goyish Jewish lahavdom. It was unheard of. It's in the air. It's not something they learned to do at your house. There's a tremendous lack of covet in the air. They pick it up. Kids pick up tons at one year old. They pick up tons. They're just things they see. They observe. You can't hide it. You go to the doctor's office. They see lack of covet. You go. You walk them in the street in the stroll. They see lack of covet. At young ages, a kid will hit a parent. 30 years ago, a Goyish kid wouldn't have done it. Today, it's a ruach. It's a ruach. You hold. No, we don't hit a parent. No. But they'll keep doing it. You very firm. We don't do that. No. Very serious. Very firm. The kids are at Varimizu. Bikiva sees the parent hit the child. He laughs because he says, I see construction. And in our, in, in, in general, you have to know that the destruction, and the way I want to bring it is when we go through a difficult thing from Hashem, try to see construction. When you go through difficulty from Hashem, try to take a page from Rabbi Kiva and see construction. See it. See the construction. See the building. I suspect, Menachem, that the Chachamim knew this as well. But Rabbi Kiva brought out this word. He showed them the construction. Remember those two adises? They needed to physically see the construction. Oh, when this happens, this is going to happen. Okay, so now we can see the construction. But the idea that Rabbi Kiva was saying is that every Einish has construction. There is some building going on. It is sad. It's hard. There's some building going on. Sometimes it's easier to see. Sometimes it's rougher to see. It's something that we can work in our lives and we see a Pachma Hashem to try, try to see construction going on. That's the goal, Menachem. That's what we have to try to do. What I would like to ask, I would like Ezzi to speak about Yosef. I, he was going to speak last night. The hour got extremely late, and sometimes we have to know when to yes darshan and when not to darshan. It's long, so we have to be parish. I have to take from Ezi's pair. Ezi was kind enough to wait last night. It was late already, but he, I want him to speak about Yosef, who certainly deserves tremendous. I was happy. Ellie Goldberg spoke brilliantly. Kedarka Bakadish amongst many. Eli spoke about the chain of Yosef and he nailed his mechavan to the smartest man who ever lived. Eli was analyzing what causes chain. When does somebody get chain? It's this, this intangible. What does it mean intangible? 